This is EDC Rocks podcast, brought to you by Andrea Hedlund on neuroscience, psychology, and education. Hello, hello, folks. This is Andrea Hedlund. Just thought of a name for this experience here. Reflections on the Road by EDC Rocks. How about that, right? So let's talk about the communicative approach, PPP, task-based learning, you know. The very first thing that I wanted to say is that it's been incredibly popular everywhere in the world. So much that you, if you look at your ELT material, it's really based on the idea that we can use the target language so we can talk to our students in English, in, in our case, right? Even if they don't know any English at all. So we teach them in English to increase exposure. Uh, we're going to follow the presentation practice and production framework. And it kind of should look like a pyramid. Like, you know, you spend less time to present so you can get to practice as soon as possible. And then you can spend even more time producing because apparently, that means your students will have the chance to use the language, right? Which makes a lot of sense. A lot of people have learned this way. I have taught in this way for many years at different language centers, right? And the idea of, of tasks, of having a listening activity in which you have to guess a couple of things. So brainstorm with, with your peers, the pre-task, and then you have to listen uh, for gist, right? So you have to get as much information as possible. I mean, actually not, not at that stage, but you have to understand what the listening is about. And then you have to look for specific information. And then there's a post task about the listening. So what did she mean by that, right? So it has to do with interpretation or something like that. And you also have the sequence that goes from more controlled to less controlled and free, freer practice, right? So what is wrong with this? Or, or, well, let's look at the science of learning, not wrong, but you know, what could be different, I'd say. So the very first thing that we have to consider is that it's overwhelming for anybody at a low level to be in a class, in a classroom where the teacher can only speak English because they don't know English well. So they're just trying to make, I mean, it increases exposure, yes. Is that important? Definitely. But it also causes cognitive overload, right? And we know from uh, psychology, right? That it's not the best way to go in, in, in many cases. The other thing, because you know, it's, it's just going to be overwhelming for your students to work with that amount of information in their brain, they cannot really understand what's going on. And this could be incredibly discouraging. So it doesn't work for everyone. And we know that. The other thing is, I believe, if you think about it, um, how you practice. So it's implicit when we use this approach that we have to practice as much as possible, but within the same lesson, right? So when we have lots of practice, 
That's why we try to reduce the time of presenting something and we try to elicit from our students what the, the topic of the lesson will be, right? But what happens afterwards, right? When the lesson is done, will they practice? And if they will, when will they practice? Will they just do written homework, for example, to practice whatever was discussed in the class? If that's the case, and then when they come to the next class, it's a different topic, then it's wrong as well, or not very effective, because we should be looking at spaced repetition, right? Or another name for that is distributed practice. So instead of focusing or using lots of the time of the classroom for practice to take place, maybe it would be a better idea. I mean, definitely it would be a better idea to have your students revisit those things uh, throughout the whole month, for example, the, the contents that they saw in that particular lesson. So that's one thing you can do. And you can have brain breaks throughout the lesson to try to reduce the cognitive overload, right? And then of course, when you go to uh, production, that students have to apply what they've been uh, discussing, what they've been learning, then I think it normally takes basically the same format, right? So you are going to discuss in pairs or in groups, or you're going to do something. And this is also, could be more effective because according to the science of learning, what we want to do is to have multiple representations of knowledge, of, of the information we're trying to learn in our brain. So we have to apply in different contexts. And again, of course, many students, they only have the, uh, and it's a bumpy road, sorry guys. So many students, they will only have contact with English in the classroom, right? But ideally they should be doing it in different contexts and even applying whatever, whatever they learned. I don't know, it could be somewhere else outside the school or in a different classroom or in the garden or, or doing something else, not necessarily talking about it. I, I mean, I understand the idea of increasing speaking, right? The time of speaking, which is very important as well. But I think it doesn't have to be the whole, since they're using, you know, the English, most of the, their lesson, most of the class. So when it comes to the production, maybe you can give them another task to really encode that in the brain and expand their neural networks, you know? So this is one thing you can do as well. And, and again, if you think about the task-based thing, that it's really based on, you know, a reading or a listening, maybe there's a video. This is very interesting because it really contextualizes everything. You learn from context. We know that this is very important, right? I'm just checking if I didn't miss an exit here. <laughs> I mean, I have to get, to get to my destination. But at the same time, it doesn't work for lots and lots of people. For people, um, I don't know, there are some people who do not want to be prepared for an international proficiency exam. And all of those ELT materials are basically based on those things, right? The communicative approach, PPP framework, task-based learning, preparing for Cambridge exams or other exams, right? I think one of the things we have to reconsider and rethink 
is what about those people who really need more situational stuff, you know, functional language to deal with, I don't know, maybe they are drivers, right? And they have to talk to their passengers. Maybe they are waiters and they have to serve food. And can you, can you see what I'm getting at here? What I'm getting at really is that those people are most likely to give up, to drop out of the course because it takes too long for them to see that they're actually going anywhere. And we have to be able to give them something. We have to be able to rethink this whole communicative approach, PPP, task-based, so that we can, I don't know, maybe help this uh, particular group of people who feel like they are not being helped. All right? So that's it, folks. I will record a couple of more videos and upload them to YouTube, all right? Bye-bye.